everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast. I am Brian. I'm Patrick. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. My name's Corey. You know, I really enjoy the fact that Patrick states who he is, and he's just like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My name's whatever. (laughs) I'm still new to it, so, you know. No, B. Oh, okay. Who honestly... When I when I listen back, their heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a crap about this podcast. No offense, listeners, or all offense. Do whatever you want. Just direct your angry emails to B. Well, now that we have Patrick, we are fired on all cylinders. Um, are we? Yes. All right. Well, let's just jump right in here and go right into our romper room shout out. Oh, is that me? That is you. Oh. Get it out. It's never prepared. All right. Where's my magic mirror? It's definitely going to need cleaning. It's dirty. Look at it. Okay. I thought Fully you said work. you were going to stop doing that once I'm never, left. No. no. I'm never going to say. It's what the people want. No one asked for that. Everyone's asked for that. And no one wants it. Everyone wants it. Nikki, back me up. She's not even she listening. Listen to the show. Um, she responds to our Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> she likes everything. So, Nikki, are you lying to me? By the way, I'm looking in my magic mirror and I see Nikki. Um, <laughs> She's waving at you. <laughs> She's giving me the finger. Oh, Nikki, stop. That's more on brand for her, actually. Yeah. Um, I see Caleb. I see Jess. I see Mike and Maurice and Susie, known as Boogeyman's Closet. Listen, if you're over 18, if your parents don't like you, I don't know, man. Listen if you want to. Or don't. Um, or don't. But you should. Uh, my, my friend Mike. The other Mike. Not Mike A. Mike L. I had to think of what his last name was, honestly. <laughs> okay. And I see Matt. I see my friend Josh. I see my best friend Timothy. I see, uh, I don't know, who else? Joey. My friend Carl. I see Lindsay. Of course, I see Benji, host of What Happened, formerly known as the Goo Gaga Hour, sponsored by Masterclass. Still looking for that man's masterclass sponsorship, but whatever. We're not going to get it. Whatever. Hey, I'm here now. Maybe. <laughs> oh, you might. Have, you have a connection. I do. Yeah. Um. I see. Uh, who else? I don't know. Maybe my friend Jay still listens, or maybe he forgot about us. That's what happens a lot. I talk to people about this, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> you're still I doing that." I forgot you had a podcast, and I'm like, I can't believe you're still Meh. doing that. Well, clearly they're not following us, which is what they <laughs> no, should be doing. No. I see Jasmine. And you know who who does listen to us? Steve the Otter. Every time. Along with her 15 other otters that she has. That is a thing. But only Steve is the most important one. Um, he's the OG, I guess. Uh, and I see Steve Lewis. And I see Buffalo's own Don Johnson. Sorry, man. I would have remembered you in the real people list. And I would have been like, oh, crap. I feel like I always... No. I'm you not do that a lot. It. Sorry, Don Johnson. You're the best. And one day we'll come and see your funny ha-has. Please. Uh, maybe one day we'll have him back on here. Don Johnson, please don't have any bits about me and your funny ha-has. I can't take that. My anxiety is pretty high right now, even thinking about it. I heard he had a whole podcast-themed uh, one-man show. What? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how she just like stared off to the distance and then was like, what? processing what's yes. happening. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm like, what? What? Oh, no. About me? No, he doesn't have that much material. Or does he? He probably does. It's, Everyone mean, it's probably a lot of does. Episodes. This is episode 70. Guys. One? One? If anyone, don't do a podcast about me. I'm not worth it. <laughs> do it about someone who people actually give a crap about. It's not me. But what if they did a podcast about you got sponsorship and then made some of the money come your way? Then go ahead. Like if you get that sweet, sweet master class money. <laughs> but also, is this is this podcast like Corey's Looney Tunes? If that's it. Feels it sometimes. I don't think you need a podcast to do that. This is the podcast that shows that. Um, but if that's it, that's really rude of you. <laughs> so what we And need, I don't know if I can work with you professionally anymore. What we need is we need someone to have an after show podcast to break down our show. <laughs> which Chris breaks Hardwick? Down the Simpsons. Who yeah. has the time? Chris Hardwick does. How about you continue your uh Okay, okay sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you should be looking people. in the mirror. Um, TJ and Cash and Karen and Georgia and Sterling K. Brown. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, new listener. I love you, Timothy. Um, Oliphant. I also am quite fond of you, Timothy. Other Timothy, not Oliphant, Timothy. Oh, uh, who else? I don't know. Stefan Diggs. Oh. Yeah. I love him. Hi. Tell your mom I said hello, Stefan. Um, Josh Allen. He's also a listener when he's not throwing around a pig skin or a frog skin or an ostrich skin. What? Look it up. Um, no, I won't. Leave that on a list. Look it up. Um, what's wrong with me? Uh, hello to everyone in the MMC, past and present, but not you, Carrie Russell. Oh. You can. You know what you can do. You know what you've done to me. Felicity, right out of here. The you answer know what you've is done to me. The answer is nothing. She's done nothing to you. She has. She has, right, and she knows. Continue. Um, and hello to Bill Hader and Fred Armisen, and uh, hello to the Lonely Island. We watched uh, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, and yeah. that was that was delightful. I find that movie delightful, and I'm sorry I forget about it all the time. Jorma, you're my favorite. Um, and What's Andy going to say? Oh, I'm sure Andy will be fine with it. He'll cry into his millions of dollars. <laughs> Andy, don't cry. Um, poor Akiva. That's who you should feel bad for. Anyways, I'm wrapping this up. I'm wrapping <laughs> Are this you? up. Are yeah. you? Um, and hello to Peter Cetera, Michael Bolton. I, I hope you're happy and I love you. And I hope you feel all the love. And we have to watch his Valentine's Day special. Watch that on wherever you stream. Netflix. It's probably Netflix. Netflix. Um, and hello to my best friend, the Silver Fox himself, Dick Gear. We did it. We did it. We did it. We made it. Done. Whew. I got sidetracked, and I don't know why. You don't know why? That's like a normal thing. How long have you spent in that brain? Because <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> sometimes I've spent a hundred years, and sometimes I spent like two seconds. All right. What? Well, thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like to get a hold of us for any reason, maybe find out what's going on in Corey's head. Cease and desist. 
Um, we don't have any emails today, but if you'd like to reach out to us, you can hit us up at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook, you can find us, so it's come with the number two this. Guys, someone has to write us an email. What about Twitter? We don't talk about Twitter. You know this. Someone has to write us an email. Do they? Tell us if you like Patrick or not. Yeah, Tell I'm us if you'd like to fight Patrick. Well, to be fair, the episode with Patrick hasn't posted oh, before shucks. we did this. I was so, going to call some people out. So once this comes out, we'll actually they'll have two episodes with Patrick, so they'll have a lot to pull. To get mad at me about. That's true. <laughs> I did challenge them to a fight last week. Or, that is true. Or they'll be like, we love Benji. Where is Which, he? Where, <laughs> where is Benji? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I was you, trying to find a segue, but I didn't have one. You say I'm sidetracked yes. a lot. What's so, going on with you? It is time for Ion Springfield, which I just have one quick thing today. Um, so I'm sure all of you are aware of AI is really becoming a thing. Uh, with the internet and everything and creating Did you say things. EI, like Nelly Country cr- Grammar? No. Oh. AI. EIO? Yes. Like Old McDonald. But of course, artificial intelligence is doing a lot of things. Some people are really scared with it and with some of the things that it's doing, and I really can't blame them. I'm afraid of I it. I know we were actually talking to our friend Mike, who, you know, of course, is from Boogeyman's Closet, and he's been talking about the impact it's having on the art community. And it actually sounds pretty bad, like a lot of the things that are happening. Essentially what he was saying is if you're an artist, AI now has like kind of picked up on those things and you could basically just say blank style art and then it'll just kind of put stuff out that would look like some that artist actually put it out, which is really? kind of scary. Yeah. No, I don't and like that. You did it. It's modeled mock. Oh. We'll put it you know, on the social media. I tried to look them up myself, <laughs> and I came up with horrible results. Like, one was like a landscape. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm, in the, uh, I'm in the beta for uh, Dolly, okay. which is like the, the, yes. the high-end one. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that one because they wanted me to sign up, and I was like, no thanks. Were so you... to explain to the, the listeners, if you haven't yes. seen, I just showed a picture of Monald Muck, who is clearly a ripoff of Donald Duck yes. in the style of Simpsons. And Which we talked about during the last episode. He, he truly does. He looks like a weird amalgamation yeah. of Homer. And What about Ricky Rouse? I'm currently working on him. Okay. So yeah, we will post that to our socials so you can see it. Oh, um, this is spot on. This is That's exactly what Ricky Rouse is going to look like. Yeah, yeah, that works. That's exactly <laughs> what you think. So yeah, we'll put those on the social media. Alright, but anyways, in this particular uh, story here, um, there's a YouTuber named The Pharaoh Nerd. <laughs> and he shared a video of The Simpsons as an 80s sitcom. And it shows the iconic characters, including Homer, Marge, and Chief Wiggum, as real people. Oh. So it's rather interesting. Um, I'm not going to say much about it, more than um, I'll just post it so like that it. way you can see the video. But of course, just think of an 80s sitcom. And so it's basically like the. Um, the beginning of the ep- of the show. So just kind of think of what you would normally think of when you think of an 80s sitcom and like the opening credits and things like that. And then you'll kind of be spot on with this and seeing these AI-generated real-life I believe characters. I saw a version of Family Guy that has done the same way. Did you? And it is both perfect and incredibly terrifying. Yes. It's so off. The, the Peter looks just not quite human enough. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's very much the same here. It looks like a uh, 
believe the intro was like fam, uh, Full House. Okay. The style of Full House. Gotcha. So yeah, so I will post this so you can check it out for yourself. So, all right, that is all I have for today for our Eye on Springfield. And we'd like to announce the triumphant return. No, 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 no. This isn't triumphant. It's for today only because there's something I have to talk about. Okay. Well, we're bringing back news and views today, everyone. News but and only views. for today. Don't, don't, don't get, don't get your. No pomp and circumstance. I'm sorry. Don't get your. Uh, I was gonna say don't get your panties in a bunch, but well, that doesn't did. make sense. <laughs> um, so you all know who Megan Fox is. Do you like her? Do you not like her? I don't care. I didn't like her until this happened. <laughs> Apparently, she broke up with Machine Gun Kelly, and that... now is that confirmed? Because as of last night, you said you didn't know if that was true it's or not. not confir- you were just I, making. I don't think it's confirmed yet. But what she did is just the chef's kiss amount of petty that you should have when you break up with someone. So. She went through her Instagram. She deleted all photos of him and her, which there were a lot, a lot. And then she posted a picture of herself with a quote from Beyonce. Song Pray You Catch Me, which is about Jay-Z's affair, which is on Beyonce's... Becky with the good hair. Which is on Beyonce's phenomenal album, Lemonade. Um... And the quote is, you can taste the dishonesty, it's all over your breath. Yikes. Um, but I I say I applaud her. Like I said, that's the chef's kiss amount of petty that you want when you break up with someone. That you want. Yes, it is. Um, you get rid of all of their pictures. Look, I hope you can get the engagement ring off of your finger, Megan. That's going to hurt. Because I don't know if you've heard, but apparently the ring was designed with like spikes and everything. So when you put it on, everything's fine. But if you take it off, it's supposed to hurt. These are terrible people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I did not like Megan Fox and she did this. And I'm like, respect Megan Fox. Because that's the amount of petty that I respect. Dear listeners, I don't know if you knew this, but Brian and I had broken up for a... For a amount of time and i quoted beyonce is irreplaceable yep everything you own in the box to the left now i prefer beyonce is irreplaceable but hey just to come out and quote a song about someone cheating that's i'm i'm behind it i'm for you megan fox i'm not against you anymore anymore you do you, homie. Would you call yourself a new fan? No. <laughs> I just no. Want to clear that. No. Up. She loves the Transformers now. Loves it. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, the early ones hysterical. where she was in them were actually the only good ones. They've gotten that's worse hysterical. Than... Again, it's a real low oh, bar. Can I establish yikes. that? It's a real low bar. Not even but... Megan Fox is a fan of the Transformers. <laughs> they got so... worse, and somehow, somehow, losing Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf. Made it worse. <laughs> Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> are, are we ready to move on? I would love to talk about yes. The Simpsons. That's <laughs> about anything here. else. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. All right. Well, thank you for that. I mean, do you mean it? Because I, I feel like you don't. I do. I'm only going to cut out. 
ninety percent of what you said. How dare you? (laughs) Cut out the cut out me frantically looking for that stupid quote though. (laughs) No, that will definitely be cut out. That took way too long. All right, so let's jump into our episode here. And as we said last time. Uh, that Patrick was here, what we were going to start doing is really making sure that each of us gets a shot at picking an episode each time we record. So, of course, with Patrick being here for the first time, he chose our last episode. And so for this episode, we turned it over to Corey. And Corey, yes. why don't you tell us what episode it is and then tell us why you chose it. Okay. I would be I would be fine with that. Um, this is... Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 71. Lady Bouvier's Lover. Probably a play on Lady Chant... Lady... Never mind. Cut it out. <laughs> Lady, Lady Chatterley's Bouvier. Lover. Yes. That's what I was... I almost said Lady Chantilly. Like Chantilly, Chantilly Lace. 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 Pretty face. Wow. Yeah. You know that reference, though. Oh, that's <laughs> impressive. Well, baby, that's what he likes. <laughs> da 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 um, right, move on. Sorry. <laughs> this is season five, episode number 21, overall 102. Production code 1F21, original air date, May 12th, 1994. Directed by Wes Archer, written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. Guest stars the late great Phil Hartman. Couch gag. I will not retransmit without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. I suppose that's funny. It is. I love that. Couch gag. The family runs to the couch, but when they get there, they break and shatter like glass. Santa's little helper enters the room confused. Okay, so real quick, before you go into why you chose this, I'm just going to explain that chalkboard gag. So whenever you would watch a baseball game, at some point they would put in there that you cannot retransmit this game without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Look at me. Do I look like I watch I baseball understand. games? The NFL does That's, it as well. I yes, believe. the NFL does it too. After all, there is, there's a big sports event tonight, the day we're recording this. Did you see your shirt? That I, I see. Or her hoodie. And I would love to talk about it, except I do not have the express written consent <laughs> of the NFL. The hoodie says IDC. Yes, and it has the NFL logo. It's pretty great. It is. Brian it and is I wear hockey great. jerseys. Yes. This isn't quite a jersey, but yeah, close enough. But, Go um, sports. Yeah, because it's the big game. The big game. The superb owl. I just hope both teams have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm sorry, Corey. Why don't you tell us why you chose this episode? I chose this episode, first off, everyone knows I love Grandpa. He's my favorite. All his old man nonsense. I really relate to it. Shocker. I feel like I have Grandpa a lot of spirit animal. I feel like I have a lot of old people nonsense, as you guys can probably tell, or maybe you can't. But also in honor of Valentine's Day, which is coming up, and you know this is. About, you know, love and I guess it's about love. It's about old people love. I bring you love. Which is love, but on their terms. Yes. If they don't like you, then you know it. I've had plenty of old people not like me. And they let me know it in very passive ways. And it was like, oh. oh Did they do it by punching the door or punching you in the face as soon as you open the door yes 
Yes, exactly. Tons uh, of old people have done that to me. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe they still like me. And they're like, we don't. But that's why I chose it. Okay. Old people love. All right. It's a nice thing. I mean, I guess. So, and obviously, Valentine's Day will be behind us when we post this. But, but now it's right around the corner. Yes. but And we get the idea. So thank you for choosing it. Oh. It's a good one. You're welcome, I guess. All right, so a few things about this episode, and Patrick, did you say you found a few things, too? Uh, very, very little. All right, well, if you do want to chime in at any point, Certainly. just feel free. So. And I love all of the um, old references that Grandpa does. Yes, and Mr. Burns. And yeah. Jackie. Movie. Yep, Jacqueline, yep. Yeah. All right, so uh, this episode was inspired by the fact that The Simpson has many elderly characters which the writers felt was unique for network television so they sought to highlight those characters this i found very interesting originally the episode was supposed to be a parody of misery oh. and one of the ideas was that grandpa would get injured on mr burns property and get stuck there leading grandpa to think that mr burns would kill him when he was discovered there however this idea was cut out in production because the script was over 85 pages long. My God. That's as, as long as this episode. Yeah. So that'll be the next Simpsons movie, <laughs> which I'd be on board for. I would really like to see that, though. I know. It's probably very interesting. Um, so the cat mess, or the cat, the <laughs> cast, the cast met for a table read prior to recording their lines. Immediately after the reading, the crew of writers hurried to make script changes based on what got laughs and what did not, while the actors waited impatiently. David Merkin said that the script would require the equivalent of 10 rewrites. What? Yes. Uh, David Merkin also said that this episode was also a tour de force for Julie Kavner, who in one scene voices Marge, Patty, Selma, and Jacqueline, her mother. Yeah. And he added that even though she enjoyed the process, it was very tough on her voice because of the gravelly way that they talk. Mm Mm-hmm. And that just amazes me because there's literally times where they're like having conversations with each other. Yes. So, and I would assume she just kept going. Like, I doubt she recorded all of Marge's and then went back and did Patty's and Selma's. Right. Yeah, I would imagine they probably, you know, she probably just did I it know. straight through, which Dan is really. And does the same right. thing, too. And that's kind of amazing, especially with a lot of these voice actors on this show, the way that they're able to have those conversations. Like, I've seen Nancy Cartwright do that before. Mm hmm having conversations with like Barton Nelson and Milhouse and going mm-hmm. back and forth. And it's really impressive that, you know, you don't pick up one of the other characters traits with the second character that you're doing or something like that. You just like keep that. going. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yes, Corey, you were correct. The episode's title is a play on the 1928 D.H. Lawrence novel, Lady Chatterley's Lover. <laughs> not Lady Chantilly. No, not Lady Chantilly. <laughs> Patrick, did you find anything you wanted to bring up? Uh, not really. You nope. pretty much covered it all. All right. So I got a few more things here. Um, this actually comes up once the episode goes in, but I just thought I would mention it because I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, Grandpa's, Grandpa is hassled twice by lawyers. <laughs> I love those yes, lawyers, I do love the by lawyer. the way. Yep, representing the estates of deceased entertainers, the first representing Charlie Chaplin for his unauthorized imitation of the mm-hmm. bread roll dancing scene from the 1925 silent film The Gold Rush. And the second for imitating Jimmy Durante. Yes. And when Grandpa's banging on the church window shouting, Mrs. Bouvier. The graduate. Yep. And the subsequent getaway on the bus are the references graduate. to the graduate. As is the closing song 
a parody of The Sound of Silence yes. by Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll go more into that once we get there. Um, do you know... Um, do you know who even Jimmy Durante is? I've heard the name. Do you know the song Makes Someone Happy? No. If I heard it, maybe I would know. I, it, it's been in one of the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan Should movies. that be the type where you're like, wait till the chorus? Yeah. She always does. Play a song for me. You'll know this. Wait for the chorus. So when Jimmy... And nine Dur- times out of ten, she's right. I do know it once the chorus kicks in. But When Jimmy Durante, he had a radio show. This is how old he is. He had a radio show. He's deceased now. R.I.P. He had a radio show, and he would close it off with, Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. Uh, so, so he's not in... Well, he had a radio show, so I guess technically. And he also was, he was an actor. Every, he was in okay. radio. TV, I was going to say, was he an actor? Like he, yeah, I thought that was a movie was. reference. No. He was very comedic, but he also did a lot of musical yeah. types of things. Gotcha. Look at Patrick now and stuff. Now I'm the one who feels left out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mrs. Bouvier's favorite tune, playing during the seance at the, the dance. Moonlight Serenade. Yep, Moonlight Serenade by Glenn Miller. And the swing tune played during Mrs. Bouvier and Mr. Burns' dance is a 1936 song, Sing, Sing, Sing. Good old Louis Prima. Yes. Louis Prima and Benny Goodman. Wow, yeah. look at you. Hey, I, I took a music in uh, a music class in college, okay. and I learned a lot about Benny Goodman. Awesome. Uh, also, Glenn Miller died in an airplane. Creepy. Allegedly. A lot of them did back then. Allegedly. Maybe... Well, I mean, he wouldn't still be alive. It's a good thing they didn't bring back those old-timey designs. Wait, (laughs) wrong episode, sorry. (laughs) So, um, I never knew this, but, so of course, in this, Troy McClure, he appears on IBN, the Impulse (laughs) Impulse Buying Network. (laughs) I have a lot to say about that. Yes, and of course, this is a um, parody of QVC, but the part I didn't know was, so QVC at this time was owned by former... Fox Broadcasting Company head Barry Diller. Okay, so Barry Diller is the physical inspiration for Mr. Burns. Oh, hmm. and the other thing I saw about this particular episode is that President Bill Clinton mm-hmm. was involved in an inner circle relationship with Mr. Burns in this episode. Mm-hmm. So this may have been a reference to the friendship he had with Barry Diller. And later on, Chelsea Clinton, Bill's daughter, would serve on the board of directors for Diller's company, IAC. Rather interesting. Um, Another quick thing here is Roger Myers Jr., who has appeared multiple times on the show. Most of the time, he is voiced by Alex Rocco, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason in this episode, it was Hank Azaria. And uh, the last thing I have is Maggie turns a year old in this episode. So she used to be 11 months old for the first 101 episodes of the show uh, for seasons one through five. And this has been one of those things that has been considered canon. She has been a year old since this episode. All right. So let us jump in here. So act one, um, it's actually fairly short. There's not really a ton that goes on here. Uh, Basically, all I have for my breakdown is the Simpsons family gathers to celebrate Maggie's birthday. After the party, Grandpa feels so de- feels depressed, so Marge sets him up with a date with her mother, Jacqueline. So, Act One, what do you guys got? I I thought I thought it was maybe a little bit wrong for Sideshow Mel to be so down and feel so um, 
depressed and embarrassed and degraded about his monkey kazoo band because they were phenomenal i agree that's what i actually have that note i was like why is he so think it's demeaning i said i think it's impressive it was right up until then he gets attacked by the team of monkeys which he deserved which he deserved did poke that but they were phenomenal they were very good he should not have been ashamed about that yep they were very good, but Mal would have for sure been dead with all those monkeys attacking <laughs> him. She said, How come he's not One dead? of them went straight for the neck, and my cousin has monkeys. I'm sure I've mentioned this before. Yep. My cousin has monkeys. Monkeys are nothing to be messed with. They are very strong creatures, and Mel would have been dead. And monkeys that he did train for actual Hollywood movies and everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they did play kazoos. He has an entire philharmonic of monkeys. That's not true. <laughs> um, Maybe but, he should. But Charlie, he's dead now, but uh, Charlie actually uh, sparred with Chuck Norris. That's awesome. And that's, why, and that's why the monkey's dead now. Indeed. No. Because he tried to mess with Chuck Norris. <laughs> no. It, it, was, it, was, it was after it was of natural causes, yes. people. It wasn't because of Chuck Norris. Right. I was also happy to see Baby Gerald. Return? I do. Oh, is that I love brown name. I yes. love whenever Baby Gerald shows I hate up. Ba- I hate Baby Unibrow. This was an early Blech. one, but it's not even this first appearance. I thought it was. It possibly was, but yes. he's. Uh, he shows up. He gives the nice angry Unibrow look from and the window, crushing the juice box, crushing the juice box, and then the the animation of Maggie's look too. It's just so great. Just the disdain and hatred Indeed. in little Maggie's eyes. Yeah, they really dislike each other. Um, when Patty and Selma come in and they say, hello, everyone, but Homer. <laughs> yes. I can relate yep. because there have been times when me and you walked into, won't say where, but it was like, oh, hi, Brian. And it was like, no highs for Corey. And then I had to call the people out and they were like, oh, hi. I did like when they're um, trying to ask Maggie about the things that she recognizes. And Homer says, where's the monkey, Maggie? And she points to Homer, and then he tries to dismiss it. What do babies know? Yeah, and then Lisa's like, Maggie, where's the credenza? And she points right to it. (laughs) Also, for what it's worth, Homer did a pretty good job on that cake. I agree. Except for spelling Maggie's name as Magaggy. Wait, it's not Magaggy's birthday? (laughs) Yes, I said that same thing, too, because, like, Marge is like, you did a terrible job frosting the cake. No, it looked fine to me. The cake looked good. It was just the words on there that he messed up. That's the only thing he messed up. And he could have fixed it, but he just kept eating the letters. So Marge points out she made him a cake that he can ruin on his own, (laughs) which is kind of (laughs) genius. I have to say one thing as well that I don't feel I appreciated when I first watched this episode when I was a, a young boy, mm-hmm. young lad. Uh, the fact that Maggie like poops her dress right away, mm-hmm. like as soon as she makes an appearance, you also as parents... That's a baby thing. That yep. happens. 100%. Like, bring him out this nice outfit. Right. And... You put him in pants. Yeah. And then and they immediately either poop... Or they wet their diaper and they wet through the clothes. Or they puke on themselves. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a whole host of things. Putting them in nice clothes, especially that first year. Oh, no. Is you a, don't. It's a fool's errand. A <laughs> fool's errand. And I, was, so I, didn't I didn't understand and it. And then watching the episode this week, I was like, that is spot on. That yep. is exactly what happens. I was literally a child myself. I was 22. <laughs> um, I was a child myself. And I had London. And 
I would put her in cutesy little things, and then she'd be like, meh. And it'd be like, well, guess I'm not doing that. So, like, for the first, I don't know, two years, it was, like, onesies and cute little pair of baby jeans from the Gap that she pooped immediately. So you're going to be like, like, I just let her run around in her diaper. Who cares? It works. (laughs) Go for it, kid. So one thing I did find a little weird about this is right after they're watching um, Krusty, if you look behind Homer, there's a Krusty poster hanging in the living room. And I'm like, why would there be a Krusty poster hanging in the living room? So maybe I just, it's a birthday party decoration. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, so they really perhaps. went. Oh, they went all in on the decorations. Like the that actually could be. I didn't wall. even think of that. You're right. That's it my only thought. That. Maybe. But. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, otherwise I was like, why is that there? Because it's never there normally. So. Well, I have a question. Yes. What kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? <laughs> Which kind are they? Fat kids <laughs> and skinny kids. That was, it was so weird, but it's still so funny. I still crack up every time. Even when I hear the song, yeah. this episode is what I think of. Because, like, we didn't, like, that's an that's right. a 1960s jingle yeah. that the kids happen to know. Hmm. Everyone in the family knows. At least I understood the, the Chicken Tonight one when that one made yes. an appearance. It was absurd and still outdated, but... Th- that ad was constantly being played. I feel like Brian turned to me and he said, "Tough kids and sissy kids, those can't be the lyrics." I go, "They are. They really are." <laughs> yeah, that's why I said the sixties were like, a nope. weird time. They said that. I'm like, simpler time. Wow, simpler time. <laughs> Tough kids, sissy kids. Indeed. Wow. No, it's not simple though. <laughs> the host of medical treatments that Abe and Jacqueline <laughs> went over. That'll List- stop them shakes. Lister's carbolic ungent. <laughs> Balsam specific, which I hear is a, like it's equivalent to burning money. <laughs> like a curative galvanic belt. <laughs> All like, none of those things are real. Oh. I I looked them up. They have like weird little hints of reality to them. Lister was like a, a doc a surgeon in the eighteen hundreds okay. who like basically created like this antiseptic sprayer that they'd put in operating rooms because yeah. they knew that they the the doctor was of the mindset like oh okay this will help cut down on infections so it it had a bit of reality the curative galvanic belt the best i could find was like there's this weird electrocution therapy sort of thing like it's clearly hokum nonsense medicine balsam specific i couldn't find anything actually about that i think they they just they do a good job making up things that yes. sound old timey mm-hmm. and uh the smuggler's powder as well. <laughs> don't so make, don't a curative fun. galvanic belt that sounds like something a superhero would wear. It does. It does sound like curative <laughs> galvanic belt. That sounds like something from like The Incredibles. Yeah. Um, so going back, I know oh. we talked about this already, but uh, just real quick in my notes. Can I take one second though? Yes. Because I was like Lister. Yes. And that was the precursor to Listerine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Um. So we talked about it already, but just, I mean, Maggie in a dress. So cute, though. Very adorable. It was very cute. And especially because you don't normally see her in anything no. like that. Like her stand, so. like she was mm-hmm. standing, yep. which you don't really see her standing. She feels right. like she's usually on her knees when she's right. in her. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing, too, you brought up Gerald already. Yes. Like, has it ever been established what happened between the two of Absolutely them? Absolutely not. <laughs> Perfect. Nope. That's what I I thought, mean, it just but... gets worse and worse. Like, yeah. in the longest daycare, like, he's really a jerk. Yep. But yeah, it's it's just been non non stop. Right. 
Now, does anybody have any thoughts on, which I thought this was very well done, the animation of everyone taking the pictures of Maggie and just how much it freaks her out? But it feels like exactly how a child would would see those things, like this giant eyeball, like the flame on the cake being terrifying. Mm -hmm. I don't know how one-year-olds make it. I don't know how they they survived it, too. But yeah, and I just thought I really appreciated the animation there, because they really did a good job making that look really terrifying indeed you know Mm -hmm. so it was very very good oh the other thing too with the armor hot dogs that i don't know why i like this so much but just homer walking by with the the sign exactly yes it was so out of place but it's it's just so funny because again they've just it's one of those things about the show that they really just decided to they just love picking on things yes like product placement obviously has always been a thing Mm -hmm. but i feel like in the 90s was becoming much 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 bigger right so it was just a nice dig at them. I feel like maybe maybe they had a conversation where it was like, hey, we want you to start, we want you to push an ad for this. And they're like, well, we're just going to make fun of it then. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. not that it was actually Armor Hot Dogs, but like that was the, that was the Butterfinger era, right? Yes. So a lot of <laughs> product placement advertising kind of thing. So I feel like that was the, the writers being like, this is ridiculous. Right. right. I just, I just want to know if they got some free Armor Hot Dogs out of the deal. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Uh, oh, the seniors and their love of Matlock. Each Matlock Each could be Mat- our last. Yes, yes. <laughs> At least I got Matlock to keep me company. Matlock is really good. I'm not going to lie. Yes. I love Matlock. Matlock. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he beat me to each Matlock could be our last. Yes. So Now, did you guys happen to notice the recording device in the floorboards? Yes, I love that their house is bugged. Yes, but by who? I don't know. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> who cares what they're doing? <laughs> I can't get enough of right. it. Corey, what else you got for Act 1? Oh, let's see. I love how Marge suggests a date to the periodicals between her mother and grandpa. The room in the library, it's always full of old people. Yeah. <laughs> and Homer reading that the Ross Perot pamphlet. Yes, good I wrote Lord. that down. It's so it's so dark and like terrifyingly libertarian. Yes. <laughs> like before that was a big thing. Marge, please, old people don't need companionship. They need to be isolated and studied <laughs> so it can be determined what nutrients they have that might be extracted for our personal use. <laughs> it's so dark. Yes. It's so terrible. It feels but even more hilarious. realistic nowadays. Yes. Please yeah. feel like I would see that yeah. on the internet. 100%. <laughs> someone, is, someone on Twitter is talking about that right now. There are people in our government, as we speak, oh, yeah. that probably feel that. Happen- yeah. <laughs> happening in the state of Florida currently. I almost guarantee <laughs> it. Um, also, Marge's mother's commuti- er, retirement home in the heart of the cemetery district. Yes. yes. <laughs> Oy. Retirement living <laughs> yes. in the heart of the cemetery. Hey, history. it's a quick trip then. That's you know, true. When, uh... I also like the fact that Mrs. Bouvier's friends were tragic characters like Zelda Fitzgerald and Francis Farmer. Well, because you heard All the... institutionalized. Yes. Yeah, what she says. <laughs> she says, and I quote, The boys all paid attention to me and it drove my friends crazy. There you go. Like Zelda Fitzgerald, Francis Farmer, and little little Sylvia Sylvia Plath. Plath. And yeah, they were famous women who later developed severe mental illnesses such as schizophrenia, paranoid schizophrenia, and clinical depression. All got institutionalized. Which, that joke is just... It's dark. It's real dark. 
And it's like it's definitely one of those two that like I feel like it kind of goes under the radar. Absolutely, like you yeah. don't really catch it. Right. As a kid watching the show, I had I knew of Sylvia Plath and who right. Zelda Fitzgerald right. were, but like I didn't know any of that. I yes. would never have put those pieces. Together. Honestly, I didn't know until I did the research. <laughs> right. Oh it's like right. wow, Brian. that's great. Zelda Fitzgerald. I told you the. Yes. Um, I told you the conspiracy theory that she's the one who actually wrote most of F. Scott Fitzgerald's more famous books. Right. But she never got the credit because she was a lady. Right. And then they made up those things to make it look like she was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Corey, I, didn't, I forgot to mention this because I know how much you love Grandpa. Yeah. What do you think of his first appearance when he goes to the complete wrong house? Happy birthday! What's that. that neighbor? <laughs> I have no idea. In overalls, I think. In overalls, yes. I believe, yeah. Indeed. I love That's when Grandpa. Grandpa says to Mrs. Bouvier, you remind me of a poem I can't remember, and a song that may have never existed, and a place I've never been to. <laughs> He's in love. Nope. Wait, it's a stroke. It's a stroke. <laughs> Wait, I am in love. And then they push him yeah, out the yes, back of the, the ambulance. Freeway. They just freeway. give him up. Yep. They're like, oh, you're fine. We're not taking you to the yep. hospital. Also, one of my favorite lines, you were one nifty number. <laughs> love it. I would say something like that. Yes, you would. <laughs> you have said something like that. I, that's why I love Grandpa. <laughs> so this part, it's so sad, but it makes me laugh so hard. Is it the wrong grandma? Yes. <laughs> Can I come with you? Can I come too? Hello? Just rolls out the window. Which? No, no, no. Homer doesn't roll up the window. Marge says, roll up the window. Homer uses the power windows. Yes. But you <laughs> see that there is a crank yes. on the door. And I thought there's no way they would have power windows. Right. Right. They were very poor. Right. Yes. Supposedly. Yes. Allegedly. Yeah. Their car would not have had power windows. Right. No. But still, that joke. But it was so perfect. It cracks me up every time. Yep. And just the look on her face and how sad she is that she feels like she's actually getting out of that probably horrible oh, retirement community and then she can't go anywhere. I hate going to old people places because of that. Hmm. Didn't she just say she loves old people? She does, but she doesn't like going to those types no. of places. No. Those places are so sad. Oh, any thoughts on uh, Jacqueline Bouvier's uh, photo of her getting arrested for indecent exposure? That's scandalous. She no sleeves and short bloomers? <laughs> A lot of skin there. <laughs> she was showing her knees. So, yeah, I think that's about it for the first act. Because uh, you guys got anything else? I don't. Okay. Well, let's jump into act two. So eventually, the couple... Abe and Jacqueline fall in love, which enrages Homer, who believes that old people should not date each other, especially <laughs> in-laws, and fears that his children would become freaks if the two decide to marry. <laughs> to impress Jacqueline, Grandpa takes her out dancing, but when he does, Mr. Burns steals her from him and breaks his heart. Meanwhile, Bart buys a $350 itchy and scratchy <laughs> animation cell with one of Homer's credit cards, which turns out to be poor quality with only part of Scratchy's arm drawn in. Bart tries to trade it to comic book guy, but for money, but is offered a telephone in the shape of Mary Worth instead. Act two. I was surprised that it takes like a full entire act before you get the B story. Yeah, mm-hmm. they usually throw it in a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, the, yeah, the cartoon cell was a it was a fun little thing. I I recall in the '90s like yeah. seeing ads and things like you know they, they definitely wanted people to buy those. Yes. 
and I'm sure most of them were just like the one that Bart got. Right. It's just total crap. And I still, to this day, would love a Simpsons animation, so, huh? but I've never gotten one. Because anytime I look at them, it's like three hundred dollars. I'm like, no, thank you, fifty dollars. So you just ex- have to, uh, exactly. you just have to steal my dad's credit card, or <laughs> just mess with an old man who has a lot of money to pay for it. Like, just bully him into it. Get out some <laughs> some ketchup and mustard guns, yes. and it's all good. <laughs> That's true. It's all good. See, you learn things from this show. <laughs> so, in the early '90s, there was a home shopping network. Yes, I'm sure there is still now. Um, and there was the automated lady called Tootie. My grandfather. No, I, Why did they choose is, that name? This is how I know it. Big Facts of Life fans? Yes. My grandfather loved the Home Shopping Network. And he would watch it. And he would yell out, hey, come in here. Look at this. Anyone want this? I'm going to call Tootie. <laughs> like, Tootie was a... Tootie was not a person, but my grandfather treated her as if she was, which I'm sure she appreciated. The clock in our family room with the, or the table with the clock in the middle of it, that's a home shopping network purchase. So the table with the clock that doesn't work. Yes. That's a home shopping network purchase that my grandfather adored that table and I had to take it with me. Um, He bought me tons of rings with pink stones in them because i love the color pink and i to this day i love gaudy jewelry give me all your cocktail rings um and i that just tickled me so much the impulse buying network because it reminded me of my grandfather now it would have been perfect if grandpa was watching it but Can't, you can't have perfect yep. things. But I will tell you this, he's damn opposed. Damn, 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 damn. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Buying with uh, Visa? Sorry. Oh, right, Visa. Visa. These new danger. You, you forgot the other two. The, that the he female tried to body inspector? Female body inspector and the... The oogling one. They were federal breast inspector. Oh, okay. Inspector. And uh-huh. licensed to... Licensed to ogle. Yes. That's right. There you go. Visa. Oh, right, Visa, of course. I do love Homer's Fear of Freaks, though. The kids looking normal. That still is one. As as soon as I turned the episode on, I was like, oh, I know that's coming. Yep. Because that one really stuck with me watching just it. Just him the running first time. screaming out. Because they look so normal. Like, they right. just look, they're tanned, See, they're... I don't know if I'd call them normal, because I feel like they had a bit of an anime flair to them. Yes, they, they did, did have a weird... But... They didn't look, of course, in-universe, but right. that was the idea. But right. the fact of their skin tone was much more normal. Their hair was not just mm-hmm. an extension mm-hmm. of their body. Exactly. But yeah, that was my... Which I never really picked up on before, but of course with Kaylin being such a fan of anime and things like that, when I saw it, I was like, huh, that has a bit of an anime feel to right. it. So it I thought it was kind of interesting. And of course we have Troy McClure. She remembered some such films as Boat Jacking of Supership 79 and Hydro, the man with the hydraulic arms. I love Troy. Love when he shows up. Um, one of my favorite lines from this episode. I'm going to smooch her like a mule eating an apple. <laughs> I was... I, I want to use that line so bad. Well, start using it. <laughs> Your husband's right here. Just wait till I leave. <laughs> I was a little confused, though, when... So, Marge is talking to her mom on the phone, and then 
Abe runs upstairs to talk uh, on the other phone. And Marge does a very good job covering, but then she just hangs up. Yes, Wouldn't but he's still on the phone. Wouldn't the lines still be open? That's how yeah. phones worked back in yes. the day. I yeah. think they still do. Hmm. Unless so. they just didn't realize it. And they were just like, well, guess I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> um, I do have to say the, the animation cell, the whole uh, advertisement, was pretty great. Down at the bottom of the screen, it says limited edition, 800,000. <laughs> and also the point, the animation cells are 100% guaranteed to increase in value. Not a guarantee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, we get the same thing now with like NFTs and Bitcoin yes. and things. Don't invest in those. Yes. They're a scam. Hmm. You know what else you shouldn't do? Don't write no more letters to Mr. Sinatra. <laughs> Stop stealing golf balls from the driving range, too. <laughs> It's, it's for making me wait so long before you open the door. I love that he got punched three my, times. My favorite <laughs> Comedy is, my favorite though is, don't write no more letters to Mr. Sinatra. Because Frank Sinatra would 100% have hired goons no, to go. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. I, come at me, Frank Jr., <laughs> if you're still alive. Oh she speaks <laughs> on her own. <laughs> I do not support or endorse this message. Also, poor so Nelson. So it's come to this podcast to not yes. endorse. Poor, poor Nelson, <laughs> just having that out of body. It was experience. great though. It was so. It still makes me <laughs> laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is bad for business. <laughs> when Bart steals Homer's wallet. Yes, and, and just pardon Homer, me. pardon me, sir. <laughs> Give my clumsiness. Not at all. Homer steals his. Slingshot. Yeah. What is he going to use that for? Probably stupid Flanders. Yes, but I, I just love their interaction back for Pardon me, sir. Yes. Forgive my clumsiness. <laughs> I just thought that was great. They're so polite. Yes. They clearly are both getting what they yeah. wanted. Yep. <laughs> also, the novelty dentures. Can we talk about those? Go for it. Kiss me, sweetie. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised in this day and age if they have novelty dentures like that. Yes. The pinstripe suit, too. Black pinstriping. Oh. He looked and, and the spats that he had on? Indeed. Perfect. The song felt a little... I don't know. It felt... I didn't like it. I don't song. love it. Yes. It just felt like filler. Like, it yeah. felt yeah. like one of those things where it didn't really need to happen. It was very... It was it was amusing. Mm-hmm. Especially, it's a little strange to see Homer giving the advice to Abe. Right. right. For some reason, I find it oddly charming, though. You loved that it. Whole song. You just loved like, it. Just I don't know, just the cadence of it and everything. I I don't know, but I can understand your point because it really doesn't fit all that well. Yeah, and it it's felt especially like, okay, Abe was married. Yeah, yeah, right. And clearly, you know, he knows how to get ladies. Right. And I mean, I would assume maybe he had a lady before her, but maybe not. Well, I, I mean, don't know. There was, uh, there was the brothers. Yeah, mom. Mm-hmm. That's true. So um, one of the jokes I really liked about this, and it was just a visual gag, is when Bart looks out to see the delivery man with the animation cell, and it's in a poster tube, and there's a sticker that says, do not roll, (laughs) right on the tube, and it's rolled up in a tube. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I also like the hall where they go to dance. Mm Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, Cat's Bayathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at first, Corey's like, oh, Cat's Sprayathon. I go, no, that's a, no, spay. That's a spay. And she goes, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, and, but the one thing that was good about that song 
is at the end because like grandpa's got it down he's all cool and everything and then Jacqueline shows up and rings the doorbell and he screams and jumps over the couch indeed (laughs) I've done that before yeah scream and hide behind a couch in fact the kids do that too yes they do especially London in fact if it wasn't for you no one would be answering any doors ever I just storm in here and that's fine that's why, like, when friends knock, I'm like, you don't have to knock. Just walk in. <laughs> if you knock, let me tell you something, friends. Come to my house and you knock, no one's answering the door. <laughs> Especially if Brian's not here. That's probably true. No, no one's answering the door. You think B's going to answer the door? No. They won't. London, no. Kaylin, absolutely not. Me? She's the best chance. No, she isn't. Really? Really. Yeah, they're all weird with that. Me? I'm hiding behind a couch. Our couches are pushed up against walls. I will push (laughs) the couch away from the wall to hide behind it to avoid answering the door. (laughs) That new generation, they're terrified of doors. It's actually, like, these doors are actually great now because you can't even look in Mm -hmm. and be like, I can see you. So I do also really like Bart's um, conversation with Comic Book Guy Mm -hmm. when he's trying to sell him. He's like, is this worth anything? It's just the, you know, the arm. And of yeah. course, comic book guy shows him an animation. So this is Snagglepuss, drawn by Hick Heisler. It is worth something. <laughs> this is an arm, drawn by nobody. It is worth nothing. It is worth nothing. <laughs> and then Bart, oh, no groaning in my store. <laughs> can I get anything for it? I can yes, give you this you telephone. This it is shaped Weisler. like Mary Worth. <laughs> Which he does trade for. Yes. He does, yep. I, I feel like that. I don't know. I loved novelty telephones when I was younger. I had, do you guys remember Sprout? Oh, God. The friend of yeah, the Jolly Green Giant? I think I remember seeing Giants. that in your house. Oh, yeah. I had a Sprout phone when I was little. I also had one of those <laughs> obnoxious clear phones. Of course. That you uh, could see the, it. How long was the cord on it? I I'm going to say at least 20 feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know which one I always wanted? I always wanted the Garfield phone. Oh. Oh. Especially when you like you would hang it up and he'd close his eyes. Yeah. We also had a phone that was shaped like a classic car. There was the Sports Illustrated football phone. I was going to bring that up too. Not that I was into sports then, but... The burger every, phone? It was known. The, the burger, burger phone? phone indeed, also. But yeah, that's true. Like, even if you didn't like sports, for some reason you wanted Having that football, football phone. phone was like... Which you, I'm sure you, you made it. Did, Corey, you really made no. it if you had the football phone. <laughs> but novelty... I loved novelty phones. Hmm. I would get one now if we had a landline. Yeah. We don't, so I'm not yeah. going to. So Mr. Burns definitely shows that he's got some moves, but Grandpa's going to show him. He's going to give him the frowning of a lifetime. <laughs> I loved the, tux, the white tux with tails. Yes. Burns looked real sharp in that. Yes. yes. Monty, that, you are the devil. Who, who told, told you? <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great moment. <laughs> And it's you're the devil himself. You're the devil oh. himself. I who told you? <laughs> <laughs> and then of course Smithers does not approve. No. When Burns is all excited and he's like, "I had a great late night last night." And he's like, "What did you have sex with that woman you went out with?" <laughs> I did like Smithers uh, writing the love note for him though. Yes. He yes. said, "How did you write that so well?" I sent it to you for your birthday. <laughs> Isn't that Act Three? Might be a little bit ahead. That one. Uh, Are you jumping to Act Three? Because I thought yes, Act I am. Yeah, I, I just had a note with... here. I just had a note here. Smithers does not approve. Yes. Right. 
but it was Act 2 with ends yeah, with right. goodnight, Mrs. Bouvier, yeah. wherever you are. And the... Blue-haired lawyer. Yes. yes. Sued for the second time. <laughs> and would it be okay with you if I just laid down in the street and died? Yes, that's fine. You hear Shuffling. the note flipped. You hear the script. He, like, flips through paper. And then he says, yes, that would be acceptable. <laughs> like, he had to double check. Yes. I mean, you gotta cross those T's and dot those eyes, right? That hair, that blue-haired lawyer is earnest. He is thorough. Yes, yeah, thorough. He is. Ex- Can I hire him? He represents everybody. So. <laughs> he does. Yeah, that's a good point. There's really well. I mean, Lionel it's him Hutz, or Lionel Hutz. But outside of that, there really but isn't listen, much legal representation you, in that town. <laughs> but listen, do you want Lionel Hutz representing no. you? Because I do not. I mean, I guess the Barnes fern needs to wake its way into uh, the Simpsons. <laughs> It already made its way into a Russian doll. Yes, it did. We noticed that, that there's da, ads da, 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 at the subway da, da. reference for Russian doll. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, all right. Anything else with Act 2? No. All right. So jump into Act 3. Uh, Mr. Burns declares that he's in love with Jacqueline and they're going to get married against Marge's interest. In order to pay Homer back, Bart blackmails Burns by threatening to ruin his suit before his date. On the day of the wedding, Grandpa crashes Burns and Jacqueline's wedding ceremony and asks that Jacqueline marry him instead. Partly due to Burns' behavior, especially when he threatens Bart after he accidentally drops the wedding rings, she decides not to marry either of them. Deciding that uh, Jacqueline's decision is good enough for him, Grandpa grabs her and they run out of the church and onto a bus, leaving Burns heartbroken. On the bus, the two sit silently, contemplating what will happen between them now, before Grandpa yells at bus driver Otto to turn the music off. No way, man. After being rebuffed, Grandpa talks over the song and credits about why he loves Jacqueline before being cut off by the Gracie Films logo. <laughs> All right, Act 3. Whoop-de-doo! Yes. Whoop-de-doo, everyone! There were so many people Mr. in that Florist. office. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo, Mr. Physical Trainer! I've never Mr. seen President. that many people, except lawyers in Burns' office that many. And everyone don't forget Tarantula found... Town and the employees, and they can all, anyone who's, found, who's true found, love found true love could leave. can go home early, and there's one sad sack just sitting there with a single tear. Man. <laughs> in a newer episode, it would have been Gil. Ah, oh, old Gil. I love him. <laughs> Nobody else does. Oh, <laughs> But Gil wouldn't have gotten a job that good. No, that's true. I did like that when Smithers drives Burns to the Simpson house for dinner, mm-hmm. and Burns or Burns has no idea their names. No. <laughs> he goes yes. back to the car. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Just the look of, like, the smug look on mm-hmm. Smithers' face mm-hmm. when he sends him back knowing what he's going to say. Yes. If, it, if it isn't Fred Flintstone and his wife, Wilma, this must be your darling daughter, Pebble. Yabba-dabba-doo! <laughs> Which is great, because, of course, all the references to the Simpsons and the Flintstones. Right. So, Indeed. Yes. Grandpa says this new guy is a repulsive old billionaire, so let's all be nice to him. Yes. Who did Homer think was going to show up? Because as far as I know, there's only one billionaire one in billionaire. Springfield, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Well, ever since the global corporation mess. <laughs> well, you know what, Corey? Yes. That's right, money. Your money's <laughs> happiness is all that money's. <laughs> I really did like Bart blackmailing for the $350. I don't know why he didn't go for more. Because right. like, you feel like Bart is the kind of... Yeah, he's got to make a profit. ...clever fellow who would get more than just the money he needs. <gasps> Run along, Pee-wee. Baby gets nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mustard and, and ketchup showdown. And also, when they have the guns on each other's heads. Yeah. Yes. When they come into the room, that was pretty good, too. 
And I do have to say, 130 women have said no to Burns, but only once since he's become a billionaire. (laughs) I, I feel like B would have so many problems with that line. Probably. I have to say... It's a little problematic, yes. but... One of my favorite parts of this act, of this episode, is when they go to the Italian restaurant. <gasps> Luigi! Which is, which is not a fancy restaurant, but nope. it's Luigi's. Jacqueline is clearly taken in by it. She's like, I've never been to such a romantic restaurant. Right. And then Luigi goes in the back, and in his typical broken English... Ah, ah break says, out the Hey, Salvatore, hooch. break out the cheap hooch for Mr. No-Tip yes. and the up zombie. He's a capture. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the random zombie that he has captured. <laughs> oh, the dried up zombie. Dried up zombie. Dried up yes. zombie. It's such. Captured. Luigi I... always makes every episode a little bit better when he does yes. this back of the back. Oh, you see how he scum. <laughs> see how you scum. <laughs> every time. It's just. It's so. Yes. Perfect. It's good. It's a dumb little line. But it's so good. Any thoughts on Grandpa's special cake? <laughs> Uh-oh. Aww. Better call the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about uh, Homer's uh, decision of what to do with the $350? I, it's a great decision. 70 transcripts of Nightline? <laughs> I mean, come on. Who wouldn't do that? Who wouldn't? And that was Who what? Wouldn't? That was um, Ted Koppel back then, right? Ah, so, exactly. I mean, yes. <laughs> cock of the walk right there. 70 transcripts. I do recall, though... Nightline saying, if you'd like a transcript, send $5. Yes. And a self-addressed stamped envelope. Of course, yes. you have to have a self-addressed stamped envelope. Who needs to buy a transcript of Nightline? <laughs> Even then. You know, if it was a really important news day. Um, I'll be honest. I used to watch Nightline with my grandma. And she used to contemplate on getting transcripts. Friday, Friday night. Yeah. Should I get a transcript? No! <laughs> No, you shouldn't. But if it was a real good one, I'd be like, hmm. You should. This will be worth, never this will be worth nothing never someday. Did. Clearly the stern look on the Mary Worth phone is useless. Yes. It did not lo- work very long, and immediately they want to go the play X-ray with machine the x-ray machine in the in abandoned the hospital. Um, I also love when Mr. Burns goes, since my kneecaps are filling with fluids as we speak, I'll be brief. Yes. And how Mrs. Bouvier just downs the champagne with the ring in it. Yep. And he has, but Burns has multiple rings. He's got a He's backup. He's got a backup. Which is very clever on his part. So my question is, is she going to be passing that ring at some point? Oh, no. <laughs> Get some Metamucil. <laughs> but you know Get what? I got to say. Metamucil. Compared to Mr. Burns, Grandpa's Judge freaking Reinhold. I don't know who that is. <laughs> that was such a great Good line. Judge Reinhold reference. Yep, timely. Timely, very timely. Everyone knows who Judge Reinhold is nowadays. <laughs> well, not Gram- not Mrs. Bouvier. Not at the time. And everyone would love to live in a latex condo. I mean, Aww. who wouldn't? <laughs> I also like that the bridal shop has not affiliated with the planet Venus. Yes. <laughs> and the First Church of Springfield, speaking of signs, private wedding, please worship elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patrick, I had to bring this up. During the wedding, you have the two sides. Yes. Ugh. Groom side isn't very well attended. So <laughs> there, was, there was Barney and the one man and the one yes. German with the Kaiser man. helmet. So we will leave names out of this, but I'm sure you can remember 
one time us going to a wedding. Indeed. Or something like that happened. Yes, and even though we were guests of the bride, we sat on the groom's side. Because we felt bad. Because <laughs> there just weren't there weren't many. Yes. Now, to and, be fair, he was an out-of-towner. Yes, that's what I was going to say. But, like, not very out of town, was it? No. Just, like, I believe, Pennsylvania? I believe a state away, yeah. Ah, that time I got to be Brian's wedding date. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not going to name names, but she did say she wished it was me. She so, womp, womp, I know, and I, I put up a stink about that <laughs> on Facebook. Thank you. I like that. Burns specifically requested no romantic music of at course. his own wedding. <laughs> I really liked how he was like, stop talking about Blizz Blaz and him ham. <laughs> Get to the bloody point. <laughs> Blizz Blaz and him ham. And Marge just keeps like huh? really trying to get huh? her mother to figure out, like, he's terrible. Come yes. on. Well, yeah, because he not only insults its Reverend and Lovejoy, right? But he also yeah. kicks him. Yes. But he falls oh, to the ground. He, he kicks, kicks Bart. Bart yes, well. he kicks Bart. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's just all over the place. Yeah. He's yeah. just a terrible guy. And, like, what's his rush into it? Like, sure, he's in love, but, like, he's not getting... I would think someone like that... But I would think someone like that would have had someone, like, sign a prenup. Right. Right. Well, maybe he did. We don't know. They didn't show it. What was... Where was that scene? <laughs> Prenup scene. This is Bouvier. I love the graduate reference this because I Bouvier. love that movie. And see, it when I saw this episode the first time, I immediately connected it with Wayne's World 2. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because Which I knew is... that more than I knew the graduate. Like Cassandra! I certainly I wasn't I wasn't in my teens watching the graduate. I didn't watch the graduate Come as a teenager, on. but Everyone I Everyone watched the graduate like, when they were younger, right? No. <laughs> right? No. And right Bancroft? after Nightline. Right after Nightline. <laughs> and right after Bancroft? reading my transcripts of Nightline. <laughs> hubba hubba, what a babe, right? <laughs> Hello? Guys? But yes, until I was older. <laughs> That's, I mean, I knew it was a parody of something Indeed. in Wayne's World, but I didn't know what it was. Have you ever seen The Graduate? I have not, but I know all about it. Oh my God. Patrick, have you ever, I I have faith in you, Patrick. Have you ever seen, come on! I can recognize the reference, but I've never <laughs> seen The Graduate. Yes. Cuckoo could you, Mrs. Robinson! <laughs> Jesus loves you more than you would know. Corey's of a different generation, and she's yes. not that much older. And yet... She lived a very different childhood than we did. <laughs> I was like, busy watching The Simpsons as a kid. <laughs> no! Like, those were some of my favorite movies. Like, The Graduate, Some Like It Hot, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, Anyone? What? Hello? <laughs> what were the teenage sleepovers at your house like? <laughs> there, there really weren't. Minimal? Oh. That's, I was going to make a joke like there wasn't any, but it's true, so it's not funny. Like, I just imagined Susie coming on over. I mean, Susie. Hanging out, Susie watching The Graduate. Actually, listen. Yeah. Susie would have been the only one, and I believe she was, that appreciated anything that I watched. Oh. That's sad. Okay, listen. There were a lot of people that I grew up with who were just jerks to me, and... I feel like it's because I was a weird kid. Like, I shopped in thrift stores, and I wore, like, 
dresses from the 1950s that my grandma wore and like who wants to hang out with that kid mm-hmm. like now it'd probably be real cool right but like in the 90s it wasn't cool at all right like i was also i was super weird I was super weird. Did I wear baby doll dresses and combat boots and my uncle's army jacket? Yeah, I sure did. So yeah, was I weird? Was I talking about stuff that no one else understood except for Susie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yep. Um. <laughs> Thanks so- for making me feel bad, you jerks. <laughs> oh, there we go. We haven't had a core therapy <laughs> session in a while, so bingo. <laughs> All right, Any- diggity damn, that's good enough for me. <laughs> so anything else from Act 3? I do have the, uh, I did want to say what Grandpa says at the end. The talking until the shh yes. from the Gracie the film was really, I had forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. And I, and like Disney Plus like tries to get you to not right. watch right. the credits. And it, fe- it, I hate, that's one thing I hate about streaming services. Yeah. Is sometimes there's good stuff after the credits. Right. Why are you making the box so small? Yeah. And I really hate the one. Sometimes there's ones where you can't even get back to mm-hmm. right. what's playing. Right. Right. But yeah, so basically, so they have the song, which of course is the parody of... Oh, I love that. Sound of Silence. So yeah, Hello Grandpa, My Old Friend, Your Busy Day is at an End. Your exploits have been sad and boring. <laughs> they tell a tale that's worth ignoring. <laughs> and when you're alone, the words of your story will echo down the rest home hall. Because no one at all can stand the sound of Grandpa. Oh. And then Grandpa starts saying, I first took a fancy to Mrs. Bouvier because her raspy voice reminded me of my old Victrola. Oh, it was a fine machine with a vulcanized rubber listening tube which you crammed in your ear. The tube would go in easier with some sort of lubricant like linseed oil or Dr. Shumway's. And then that's when he gets shushed and says, I'm sorry. (laughs) So. All right, so we got anything else here? No. All right, well, let's get into our ratings. Patrick, would you like to tell us our ratings? Sure. Uh, So in its original American broadcast, Lady Bouvier's Lover finished 50th in the ratings for the week of May 9th to May 15th, 1994, with a Nielsen rating of 10. The episode was the third highest rated show on the Fox Network that week, following... Any guesses? 1994? Indeed. Was that the 90210 era? That was. So that's one of them. That's one of them. Uh, Melrose Place? That's the other one. Look at that. (laughs) Got the duo. Well done. I mean, you can't have one without the other. That's true. Well, except when Beverly Hills 92 was on for Melrose Place. That's true. That's true. Only for a couple years, though. All right, so let's talk. How did we feel about this episode as a whole? Oh, come on. The person who chose it? Do you have to ask? I loved it. Yes. I love Grandpa. I love the nonsense. Love the old-timey references. I love the references that no one else seemed to have gotten because apparently I'm 80. (laughs) No, I loved it. Nana over here. Yeah. (laughs) I enjoy a good Abe episode. It definitely hit that. This is, again, one that as soon as you said that this was Corey's pick, I just immediately had images in my head. It's one I've watched enough times. I knew the the graduate stuff was coming the homer seeing the kids as freaks the armor hot dogs like i was like ah yes it's a classic solid old school yes in five 
I feel like chicken tonight. <laughs> oh, like chicken tonight. Not like armor hot dogs. Oh wait, we can't. We can't keep doing the song. Sorry, we don't want to get. Sick. But no, and yeah, like everyone's. I mean, this is a classic. It's just, it's very, very well done. You know, the humor's on point. Of course, some of the references are dated, but you know, not for me. At the time, I think they were. Well, they were dated at the time too. Let's be honest. Indeed, yeah. Chicken <laughs> Tonight was not still popular. I don't believe in. Uh, Ninety four. Yeah, at, it was. At this point, I think yeah, Chicken Tonight yeah. possible. It was that was right at its pinnacle. Yeah. Which, if I remember correctly, I don't think my parents ever bought Chicken Tonight. Uh, but my wasn't grandmother it basically did. Just pasta sauce that you. It was put sauce. Yes. Chicken. You'd add yes. chicken into it, and you. And just it was like a it tomato over. sauce, right? Yeah. Like it really wasn't anything that special. It, Available it, in flavors such as honey and mustard, country French, and Thai green curry. Oh. My, I stand my, corrected. My, Me and my grandmother used to get chicken tonight. Did you dance around the house when you got it? My grandma did. <laughs> she loved that commercial. That's cute. I definitely knew the commercial. I don't believe we ever bought it. Yeah. Well, and of course we would never buy it because we don't buy brand name things. Yeah, you, you, don't buy, you don't buy things you don't need. That's right. Did the, does Trader Joe's offer a version of chicken tonight? They don't. <laughs> they don't. Believe me, if they did, I would buy it. It was launched in 1990, and it is still a standalone brand. Really? They still make it? Overseas, it appears to be. Really? Not anywhere around here. No. Still sold. We're overseas. I'm going to go get it. As of two years ago, it is still sold in Australia, New Zealand, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom. Murray, send me some. Do you know why that is? Those are the original shipments. They haven't gone through. That's true. Oh, well, no. those those are places that love bland food. So, oh, oh, <laughs> sorry, United Kingdom. It's true. You know it's true. You see how you scum, girl. You know it's true. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, but yeah, I don't think there's really much else to be said about this episode other than I think we all enjoyed it. So, Corey, mm-hmm. very nice pick. Um. So yeah, good times. All right. So before we go into our act four. I was talking to my co-hosts here before we started, and I said, I think what it might be fun to do is, before we have the next episode, actually tease what that episode's going to be. Now, I know in the past, and Timothy, my apologies, I've really gotten away from this. I used to kind of tease what the episode was going to be coming up by putting an image or something like that on. I've kind of gotten away from that. But it might be fun just to give you an idea of what's going to be coming for the next episode. So... I will be choosing the next episode, and this is an episode I've been wanting to do for a very long time, for whatever reason we just haven't gotten to it. It is from Season 7, Episode 2, what is called it? Radioactive Man. Oh, phenomenal. Oh, oh. The goggles do nothing. Oh my god. Up and at them. <laughs> and... Fallout Boy, Indeed. which is not only a character, but a terrible band. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Part of the holy trinity of emo bands. Yep. There's Fallout the Boy, other two? My Cam, and Panic at the Disco. Yeah, and the last one isn't still around anymore. How dare you? Well, not. They broke up. They're not. They broke up. But, there was one guy still left, and he decided he wanted to not do it anymore. But also, Fall Out Boy was at, played at the All Star game. They, they played did, the yeah, halftime show. Game. And their, was gu- interesting. their guitarist joke. No, you like Fall Out Boy. Let's say I like them. Uh, you I would take came them around over to that. Other got, they're fine. I'm not going to, like, I mock them, but. I don't care. 
I don't care what any of you say. I will say that they put on a very good show. We've seen them twice with Lou, and they do put on a very good show. I will not deny them that. I don't But they're care. not the type of band that I'm going to go out of my way to really listen you know what? to. I'm I not have... going to turn it off, but I'm not going to seek them out. I don't care what any of you say. I love Fall Out Boy. Good for you, and that's Their fine. lyrics, if you listen to their lyrics alone, oh my God. Their lyrics are phenomenal. They're adorable weirdos. And one of the nicest things, um, Joe, their guitarist, took a little hiatus for himself. He was having some mental health issues, and it doesn't look like they're going to replace him. Which, good for them, because they've been together uh, for years. Too long. At least 20 years or nothing more. More than that. They were teenagers. So, 30 years? Yep. Because they're like my age now. Oh, they're like my age now. (laughs) Yeah, so that will be coming for our next episode. Like I said, I've been wanting to do that one for a very long time. And actually, I think Steve Lewis even brought that up, that he might have wanted to do that for the episode he was on. Uh, Too bad, Steve Lewis. All right, Steve. Well, he chose a different episode. So, um, but yeah, so I think it's about time to do this one. And I am very excited to take a look at that one again it is one that i always enjoy so i think it's about time so all right um act four anybody got anything for act four um yeah i have something what you got the last of us and i saw your post spoilers. you're playing the game spoilers You're that's playing my the game that's my fourth before... act there won't so be I'll any let spoilers you talk. Um, she won't spoil anything i won't but i mean uh, don't watch it before you go to bed um she's had some weird dreams i've had some weird dreams and brian the cordyceps such such an it's every episode there's like an emotional gut punch the last episode we watched episode three left me i i'm thinking about it right now and i'm ready to cry um it is a beautiful episode though i will say like even though it is very gut-wrenching and thing it is one of the finest things i've seen (laughs) on television it is very very well done pedro pascal amazing he's not bad in anything he's ever done though i don't think um and lou i've never played the game but lou says the casting is spot on and she said there are multiple times where there's literally shot for shot remakes from the game in the actual show which i think is pretty cool it's even the same dialogue yeah which is kind of crazy it's on hbo and hbo max it's a beautiful beautiful show Mm -hmm. well you know i saw that post online that said by the year 2050 every television show is going to be pedro pascal trying to get (laughs) a superhuman child to another place special child yes in a different location <laughs> yeah that's basically it worked and i'm on board yes just make them all that's fine <laughs> so all right thank you Corey. patrick you got anything uh i mean kind of tied to that i actually i just started playing uh the game i've had it on my playstation library for a long time i started playing it maybe about a year ago and couldn't really i didn't really put the time into it but now that the show is here i feel like i should so the game is ten years old. I feel like is now that, that as a, old, yeah, yeah. Gosh. I feel like as a parent, playing the introduction is 
so much harder. Yeah. Um, And I feel like watching the show is going to be so much harder as a parent than it would have been had I played it 10 years ago before I had a child. Yeah. But it's, again, it's it's very, it's just so far in the the maybe hour or so I played it today um, is very entertaining and I, I can't wait to see how it plays out in the show and it makes me excited that th- it's going to maybe get us some good quality programming that's based on video games because video game mm-hmm. video games are some of the best storytelling out there right. and not everything and certainly we've had some junk and <laughs> you know it, it's kind of hit or miss I have good hopes for the new Super Mario Brothers animated movie just Even because with Chris Pratt just I think I think it's going to be very well written. I think it's going to be very funny. I don't know about Chris Pratt, but I think Jack Black as Bowser that's, is excellent. Yes. That's how I felt. I, and just the look of it. They're not trying to change like it looks exactly like the video games do. So it's mm-hmm. going to be very well done. Again, Super Mario Odyssey, it looks it has the exact same look as Odyssey. Right. And Odyssey is a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as and soon as I found out Jack Black was Bowser, I'm like, okay, you have take right. my money. And again, even the, the Sonic the Hedgehog movies from the past couple years, they were fun. Were fun, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't incredible filmmaking, but now they're. I mean, now they're looking for stuff to do prestige programming, like Last of Us. They got rid of Sonic's teeth. We don't talk about Sonic's <laughs> teeth. <laughs> but so it it does give me good hope that we will see some some good programming. I know. I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. I did not watch the movie that had Michael Fassbender in it. Oh, it no. did not look particularly good. Mm-hmm. I might give it another try, but again, that's another property where there's so much incredible storytelling in that. You could easily make another property out of that. So it gives me hope. Mm-hmm. Because so what you're telling me... I don't want another Super Mario Brothers movie like the one from the 90s. No. I thought about going there, but I'm not going to... You're telling me that the Street Fighter movie wasn't good? Oh, poor, poor Raul Julia. His that last, be one of his, his last, last, his last project. project. What, what a dismal end to a great career. The only good thing about that was I'd say Van Damme playing Guile was a good choice, but outside of that, awful. So again, like it's just it, comic book or not comic book, video Actually, game. I'm gonna take that back. It was a bad choice because. Guile is like an all-American guy. Jean-Claude Van Damme is not American. And he's not this big, giant... Never mind, I take it back. You were wrong. wrong. (laughs) As soon as I said it, I'm like, no, this is wrong. But there's there's great video games out there. They do such great storytelling. And it's nice to see something. And it's not just shoved into a movie. Right. Like, video games tell such a long story, you can't tell them in a movie. I didn't see the Uncharted movie from last year, two years ago. I he don't believe it. it was great. He hates it. Heard bad things, but again, that was a that was a game series that told fun, engaging storytelling. Mm-hmm. That if you went back and did it as a series, maybe a Netflix project, mm-hmm. I think Uncharted could be an incredible thing. Right. I always really enjoyed. I know it has basically nothing to do with the game or anything, but I've always really enjoyed the first Resident Evil movie. Mm. And I know a lot of people will say, like, you know, it's nothing like the game, and it really doesn't have much to do with the game, but I don't know. Personally, like, I've always really enjoyed it. I don't have much knowledge of the game. I didn't really play the games that much, but I always thought it was very cool, just the very minimal dialogue, Mm -hmm. the fact that, like, music is almost like a character Mm -hmm. in that movie, and 
I always thought it was very good. Now, as far as anything beyond that for the Resident Evil movies, I can't necessarily say, because I don't think they were too good. But the first one I always enjoyed. But All right. Thank you, Patrick. And how about you? Um, for me, I'm just going to go with... Um, Corey and I spent some time in uh, Niagara on the Lake over the weekend. Did a little... Ha- um, a little happy. <laughs> a, a little uh, early uh, Valentine's Day thing, because we just figured with Valentine's Day being on Tuesday, we're like, yeah, why don't we just do something this weekend? So mm-hmm. went up to Niagara on Lake, stayed at this very nice hotel called the Prince of Wales, which I think was built in what, did we see, the 1800s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was very, very classy, and, you know, we kind of almost We felt, had no business being yes, there. we felt a little out of place, but <laughs> I thought we did well. Well, hanging you can't out there wearing sweatpants. I mean, that was... <laughs> Wait, we can't? Well, I mean, it's not ideal. I wore my best pajama pants, Patrick. <laughs> the ducks on them? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we had a nice dinner last night, and then we spent the night, and then um, today just walked around the town and yep. got some pretty cool stuff, so it was a good time. Walked so. around the one block. <laughs> get that? Did you get that jelly, that jelly and jam up there? You know what? I told her she was not allowed. He told me I wasn't allowed they to get it because dynamite. I... Patrick. We because have, I get it, and it we never don't gets eaten. There's literally five jams in the pantry right now that just don't get eaten. It wouldn't even last a week. It would be toast every day. Doesn't get eaten ever. Toast every day. So that's why I told her. I was like, if we didn't have five jams in the pantry, I'd be all about it. Go for it. But no, so. you wouldn't. I mean, if you're going to use it, it's fine. But that's the thing. I feel like sometimes you buy things that just don't get used. I did get some delightful muscle ache cream. Talking about how old I am. Um, it's made of lavender. I can't wait to I can't wait to use it's it. Like I can't wait to be in pain. So <laughs> I can try it with Smeckler's powder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Um, hopefully, this was a good one for you. It's definitely a good episode. I would say. So. If not, blame Patrick. Yeah. No, I mean blame you. You picked it. <laughs> it was your choice. No, well, no, you can't blame me. It's Corey's fault. Oh no. Wait, is blame like... Dean. Look at Dean looking at me. <laughs> is Patrick always just going to kind of be like the bottom of the totem pole? Because you know he's what? always going to be the new guy? Never mind. You know who to blame? Blame B. Yes, blame B. Can we blame Canada? No, Canada's we were just delightful. There, and it was delightful. <laughs> you were there also. You went to Ikea. I did. And had Swiss Chalet. I did. Two things you delightful. cannot get around here. Although there is an Ikea in Chicago. No, there that isn't. Is a that's a pickup style, but it that's doesn't not have the same anything. Thing. That's the it's start. Not, no, it's that's not it even a baby Kia. Can you get a Swedish no, meatball platter there? No. no. It's not even then a baby Kia count. like they have in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Oh, it's not, I thought that's no, what it was. No, it's not a baby Kia. Oh. It's just you buy, you order your stuff and you pick it up there. So it's basically, and then you leave. So it's basically like just like an Amazon pickup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> I take it back. That's a disappointment. I feel bad. So... All right. Well, again, thank you for joining us today. Um, We hope you had a good time with it. And um, real quick, before we leave you today, of course, if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, which it's been a while since we've gotten an email, go ahead. Make your fingers do the walking or talking or whatever. What? They used to say, like, with the phone book, let your fingers do the walking. Anyway. Are you repping the phone book company because yellow pages they're called the yellow pages um because they're not gonna sponsor us they probably don't even know what podcasts are i the phone book is still a crucial aspect of people's lives what (laughs) i don't believe that it's not 
This is very fitting with our old-timey episodes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But anyways, if you'd like to reach out to us the old-fashioned way through email, feel free to uh, hit us up at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. On Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook, you can find us so it's come with the number two this. So who's going to win the superb owl tonight? Any predictions? I just I just hope there's it's a good game. Again, I would love to discuss it, but I do not have the express written from <laughs> Who are you guys giving flowers to? I'm gonna Is it give Dimples or the other kid? Rihanna. <laughs> no, like I said before, I would like to see Philadelphia win just because I want to see Rob McElhaney's reaction when they win. That's it. Because the first time they won, it was quite a good reaction. Yeah. And I think I'd like to see that again. I mean, I guess Rob Riggle, he's a big Chiefs fan, but he's not going to have a reaction like Rob McElhaney. Right. So, and then maybe Ryan Reynolds will get involved, say something to McElhaney. So, and you know my love of Ryan Reynolds, so. Dean, what's going on here? Uncomfortably so. But anyways, uh, remember you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. And while you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. Don't forget to also look for us as well of a super team of pop culture crazed podcasters, artists, and musicians united to spread the gospel of rad stuff at Rad Pantheon by going to radpantheon.com. All right, let's send us out of here. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. Has it been real fun? You tell me. Email me and tell me if it's been real fun or not. I love all of you. And uh, you're all perfect little pumpkins in my mind. And I'd smooch y'all like a mule eating an apple. You're nifty little numbers. Goodbye. Rest assured I will not smooch you all like (laughs) I'm eating an apple. See you next time. Unless you ask for consent first. <laughs> Express written consent. You absolutely consent. have to. <laughs> no, no consent needed. Smooches all around. Problematic stuff coming out <laughs> over here. <laughs> all right. We will smell you later, everyone. Bye. 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 I still haven't seen Bumblebee, though, and I've heard that one's supposed to be pretty good. It Doesn't that have not Timothy really Oliphant in it? Ones. What? Doesn't that have not Timothy Oliphant in it? Who's that? That's, uh, what's his face, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Oh, uh, Josh oh, Duhamel. Josh Duhamel. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Who was married to Fergie. Uh, there was cheating going on there, too. So How maybe she know all Maybe this? Fergie should have quoted Beyonce also. I, I dislike Fergie, not because of the pettiness. It's because of Kids Incorporated. It is because of Kids Incorporated. There's Stacey so much to Ferguson. cut out of this. Goodness. Ugh. K-I-D-S. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I heard at the gym? Somewhere in here is a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> is there? <laughs> yeah. I took my earbuds out as I was leaving to say goodbye to my old man friend at the gym. And uh, they were playing. Now, is it Martika or Martika? I don't know. She was on Kids Incorporated. You know the song Toy Soldiers? Yes. Not a bop to be playing at the gym. No. It is a depressing song I, about heroin. Was it's that, about heroin. Wasn't that? I thought that song was from like a German artist. No, that's from Mar- Martika. Martika. I don't. Someone email me. You, Jess. You have to remember. Um, Kids Incorporated. I loved Ryan. Ryan was my homie when he left, and they brought in who they bring in. 
I, I don't, don't know. No, all I Not remember about Kids Incorporated is that song. That's it. Nothing else. Jennifer Love Hewitt and Eric Balfour is who they brought in. Eric Balfour, not a bad guy, but Jennifer Love Hewitt. I just did the thumbs down because I don't like her. Yes, you did. I'm against her. All right. I don't know what I know but about I'm Kids Incorporated. But I'm Nothing, Fox. because you're way too young. Insert cricket sound. We still can alienate people! Yay! And I'm, a, I'm an actual member of the cast of the show now, <laughs> and I still don't know what's going on. Kids Incorporated. K-I-D-S, yes! We're going to get sued. By Kids Incorporated? Who cares? Listen, they're not getting any money anywhere else. That's not streaming anywhere. You ain't going to find Kids Incorporated anywhere. Why isn't it? Kids Incorporated... MMC. Why aren't they streaming somewhere? They should just combine them. I would watch the heck out of those. Kids in MMC. I would watch the heck out of those. Or MMC Incorporated. 